0: Finally, a talk show that helps you defeat mediocre Christianity and walk in genuine friendship with God. Coach and Joe starts right now.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Coach and Joe. I'm here with Eric Tuggle, Morgan McDonald, Brittany Banks, Armando Ramos. We've got a studio full of people here today. I'm excited to get to know your story. I don't know you well yet. You've been here a month. You're in a cent year once to it. Yep. Eric is an elder here. His wife is my doctor, Dr. Mm-hmm. Ann. I, I love your wife, by the way. She's spicy. Yes, she is. <laughs> she is. Uh, she'll see me at church. She'll She'll, she'll stay on me about yeah. losing weight. She uh, God typically, you know how this is, opposites attract. Mm-hmm. You're quiet, laid back. Yes. Dr. Ann Togo ain't laid back.
2: No, she has uh, lots of and She's very honest, very
1: direct. I love it. So a loyal uh, Carolina Gamecock fan here. Big game this weekend against Tennessee.
2: You know, I'm not a serious fan.:
1: No and is. And is and, and is. is,
2: but I'm a serious supporter of the fan.
1: And you, you graduated from Army. And so when did you graduate from Army? Uh,
2: 1987.
1: '87. So we had two elders here, one from the Naval Academy, one from Army. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are always fun conversations. El, uh, Eric's been here at this church for a long, long time, an elder here. And Eric is also a year two Ascent student. But before we jump into to Eric's story, how did you hear about Ascent? How did God get you here? What's going on with you? How, what's What's your journey to Ascent been like? Yeah,
0: so I guess to shorten the story, because I could go back real far, but to, to keep it short, uh, in about 2018, uh, God really started pulling on my heart and drawing drawing me back to Him. And uh, that kind of came through discovering Todd White on YouTube. So I got real fascinated with somebody that was like walking in power and really kind of like living how Jesus says to live. And um, God drew me through that. Uh, I felt a call to go to Lifestyle Christianity University in 2018. So my goal, I actually had a written goal that I would be at LCU in Texas fall 2020. And here I am, fall 2020 in ascent. So I told, where, where
1: are you from? Where were you?
0: I am I was born in California. Where? Uh, Long Beach. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Moved to Idaho, moved back to San Diego, lived in San Diego for many years, and then moved here in 06. So I've been here since
1: 06. Mm-hmm. So the Father had you come here, mm-hmm. opened the door for you here. What is your journey so far? But now, I want to ask you this. What? How would you describe what ascent is without hearing my language? What is... <laughs> What is Ascent? Ascent is death. (laughs) It's (laughs) death. See, I came to I came
0: into Ascent with a mindset that I was gonna be built up and become this great man of God (laughs) to go do great things for God. Which I'm a doer, you know, and and like I'm always have this mindset, like I gotta do something, I gotta be great for God, and God's gonna build me up. And I came here and he's like, No, you're gonna die.
1: Luke 923. Any man desires to be my disciple. Let him pick up his cross, deny himself daily, follow me. So I'm learning to die well. You know that Eugene Peterson says that death is the point of the spiritual life? Philippians 2 is the mm-hmm. gateway to how the Lord got elevated toward The Father elevated He, It's the nevertheless God. It's the Gethsemane Jesus. It's Philippians 2 or him just becoming low and least and less than. Him, him getting really low. Therefore, the father elevated to a high place. Hmm. What I've noticed about your journey so far is you seem to just be embracing the Luke nine twenty three death. I am.
0: <laughs> I've. Uh, I don't really think I fought it. I, I did fight it for some time, probably the first week, and th- some stuff came out uh, that I really needed to confess to, and kind of came clean with my wife, and um, I've been walking through that, but. In that whole process, it's uh, something that I really hear a lot here is paradox. So in that process of tension and paradox, I'm learning to just sit. Just sit in it. And the Father just telling me, it's a crock pot.
1: You're in the crock pot. I just want you to sit. You seem to be in a lighter place. Right now? Than you were a month and a half ago. Is that true? It's true. Absolutely. What do you think? The, can you give me one or two things? You may have already said it. One or two things of what's gotten you into a... A lighter yoke if you will hmm I think something the father's really
0: shown me is that he, he doesn't need me to do anything to to gain his approval um, I, I guess I had a mindset like that I was he wanted me to do stuff for him for the kingdom to further his kingdom in order to gain his approval and he's, he's showing me like I, I already have his approval he loves me I don't need to do anything so I'm just learning to sit in that place of just be accepted by him and all this other stuff's going to come out of that. Mm. Um, I, I do believe that I have uh, a calling on my life to, to do great things for the kingdom, but I'm, I'm learning not to focus on that.
1: Eric, one of the things I've heard Morgan say so far, and obviously I've been in class with him some, so I've picked up on this. Uh, Humility is a huge deal in the kingdom. Mm. I'd love for you to, in your own words, define humility, I know we just talked about it with Luke, with uh, Philippians 2 and Jesus going really low. Define it in your own words, and then I'd like for you to talk about why why do so many people struggle with it? So yeah. what is it and why do people struggle with it?
2: Well, humility to me is about, now I think I've learned humility, I think it's different than what I used to, um, because I think it was about yourself in, in my my past. I think now it's about um, really being willing to submit yourself and knowing that you need, you need the Father, you need Lord Jesus in your life. You can't do anything without them, and that, so the humility comes from knowing that you need Him and being willing to live a life from that place.
1: Why do you think so many people struggle with it?
2: You know, it's funny. We were in a, um, men's thing the other, day, and I kept hearing the word about we were talking about discipleship, and I kept thinking about like you're discipled by something. And I, I feel like it's simply because we're discipled you know, by something or a system. And it's really the world does not encourage us to be, and to be humble. You know, it's, it's go out, um, take the things that you've been given, your mind, your gifts, and go use them, leverage them to be successful, to get your piece of the American pie. And those things aren't, um, they can become very evil anytime they separate you from focusing on Him. So really, it's what we learn. That's what I've learned in my life. Um, to be more concerned about what I can do, what I can achieve, and then secondarily thinking about other people.
1: was I'm assuming your journey at West Point that some of the same principles that we talk about here in the kingdom were in play there. Like T.J. shares the story. He goes to Naval Academy. He he just thought <laughs> the Naval Academy was just lucky to have him. And it's a journey, really, <laughs> of humility at both places, right, West yeah, Point? Yeah. Was, Looking back on your career at West Point, have you seen principles of the kingdom that even God was trying to get into you then?
2: I do. I think the idea of um, what I what I it's been a long year, long time. There is 30, 30 years, long time. But what I remember about it and what sticks with me is this idea of trying to bring a person down and build them back up, build them back up with things that are intentional, right? Things that are um, known to be true. Um, known to be value, things that build your character, right? And so even coming in at a time 18 years old, you've already acquired these things, right? I mean, still pretty young, but you've learned these things through your life, through your circumstances, through your environment. And not all those are the best things. So you need to start over.
1: Uh, he basically just described West Point the way you describe year one of Ascent. Yeah. Mm. You know, one of the things, would you agree? I would agree. Yeah. Uh, is that why you're smiling at me? I am. When. Uh, <laughs> One of the things I noticed about a few people around me that that I've been discipling for quite a while that are winning big right now, they all three have one thing in common. They came through a very difficult season of brokenness. Mm -hmm. There was a a former mentor of mine. He's a pastor I grew up under. His name is Alistair Walker. Mm -hmm. He had to let someone go from his staff one time in his church. And when he let the person go, this is what he said to him. He goes, there's going to come a day after you're broken that God can really use you. But right now, God can't use you because hmm. you're too high. And I, I think that Philippians 2 just keeps coming to mind. Imagine being a king in the universe and you choose to go low. Hmm. So he's still fully God. He didn't empty himself of his divinity. He just basically emptied himself of privilege hmm. and got really, really low. Hmm. I bought a smoker recently. We've been, I've been <laughs> laughing a lot. About it. Do you have one? Yes. Oh, what kind do you have?
2: It's a uh, master built. Have had it for uh, July.
1: Wood pellets?
2: No, mine has a tower.
1: I see. Um, yep. and yep. you
2: put charcoal in it. Yeah, and, same and idea.
1: For me, one of the things I've noticed the ta- my wife my wife is one of these people. She doesn't think about food hardly <laughs> ever. She just eats to get energy. I don't. I think about it a lot. It's undeniable the meat off of a smoker is is different. Hands down. It, yeah. Is it not? It's yes. Amazing. But it takes, <laughs> you said crock pot earlier, it takes a long time at a very low temperature. Yeah. Hmm. I think one of the keys, Morgan, I want to hear your thoughts on this. One of the keys to going to a high place in God is going really low and going really slow. Hmm. But if we're being honest, that doesn't come natural for anybody. I hear people a lot of times, they'll like bash America and say, you know, America is so fast-paced. Well, I've ministered outside this country at some churches that are more fast-paced than even Bridgeway. I, I don't know many human beings that are wired to go low and slow. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why do you think? Why do you think it's difficult to? God's like a turtle. Why is it difficult for us to align ourselves under the slow and mm-hmm. and uh, low motto?
0: I would say, for me personally. Uh, Because I feel like I'm so driven in my past uh, to have like a big breakthrough moment with God. Um, And I would even say that I went like from encounter to encounter, uh, seeking fast, big change. That's like the best way I could describe it. Looking for Him to just fix me in one big moment. And what I'm learning is that you actually don't, you don't actually sustain any change through those encounters and I've had those encounters which are great and like I hold them dearly but he's he's saying like you don't you're not gonna change through that you're gonna change through slow methodical daily habits of dying to yourself Um, and I think the importance that I'm learning of encountering God that way is that he doesn't you know time to him is not an issue like he's outside of time so he's not looking Mm -hmm. like oh no we're gonna run out of time you know You only have this short little time window. We got to move quick. He's looking at like the big picture. Like I'm not looking to fix you super fast. We have all eternity. So I just want to get to know you slowly. I I think that's kind of like what I'm starting to learn about him is he's, he's outside of time. He's not on, he's not on my timeline. So learning to align myself with his pace and just walking at his pace is what I'm learning. If you, if you read
1: the desert fathers, if you read the dead authors that are gone to glory, they seem to, many of them seem to point to the same thing. The rhythms of God are are different than ours. Mm-hmm. Let's just take Sabbath, for instance. Have you and Ann participated in Sabbath at all over the last year? How's that been? We've
2: done a little bit of it um, because we kind of have a natural, she works Monday through Thursday, and then Friday ends up being her catch-up on work. And so we're able to take Saturday. Um, a lot of it is... Uh, Certainly, that's you know, I've started discipling her, and so that's a space where I can I'm not have her wrestling with, with things in and out of work. Um, it's sitting on the front yard and, and just reading, it's um, playing Yahtzee, but just that kind of togetherness that's where we come together.
1: I've, I've been surprised in the past year at how many people uh, just basically said that, you know they, they can't do that. Mm. Um, I had a conversation with someone last week, and I, I was talking to them about. I just picked up the phone and said, hey, I just, I've just i been sitting with the Father for about 30 minutes down at the ponds at Bridgeway. And the first thing the person said is, well, I wish I could do that. I wish I had 30 minutes of my day. And I'm thinking, hang on. I don't, I don't care what you do for a living. Even if you are the President of the United States of America, if you don't have 30 minutes in your day to sit slowly with the Father, maybe it's time to move my schedule around i love what graham cook says he says uh if you go to if you go to counseling with god you're in trouble because um if you're incompatible god's not changing i've noticed (laughs) just about not not just about um his nature and who he is and his personality but even jewish rhythms are a lot slower than Mm -hmm. we went to israel a year and a half ago my wife and i did ever since then i've just been reading more and more about what was the literal culture like when the lord was here What it What's the rhythm of heaven? What is the big idea about Sabbath? And I think the whole point is this. What if Morgan spiritual death doesn't look really dramatic? What if it's just a slow drip into selflessness? What if it's a slow drift out of me into him? God's helping me identify right now that I I didn't realize I thought about myself as much as I did. I I turned the gospel into a partial gospel. I was focusing more on who I wasn't. My whole point is this. Transformation is low and slow, and low and slow has to look like something. And I like the atomic habits thing you said. Get it into the natural where it's not so theoretical. Mm -hmm. Do I have time of solitude? Do I take a day of Sabbath? B.B., we have any questions, comments, Instagrams, things? Instagrams. (laughs) No, not yet. Um, But I do think I was just thinking it'd be really helpful to keep going on that practical. If you're saying, I need to... I'm trying to find time, make time in my schedule. All right, well let me let me read this first to Morgan. Then here's what I'll do: I'm going to read Luke nine twenty three because that's how we started off, Morgan. Okay. And and then I want you to tell me how are how is this practically playing out in your life? Makes sense. Yeah. And uh, what I hear Bibi saying is just really practical. So then he said to them all, "Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves." take up their cross daily and follow me. How old are you? 28. You're 28 years old. For a 28-year-old in the year 2020, what does that look like practically? Hmm.
0: So for me personally, I'm learning to sacrifice time. And that looks like five to 10 minutes of silence and solitude, which I'm learning uh, to sit through that uh, with the Father and just sit there and be with Him, just be present with Him and invite Him into that space. And that's tough because... You know, our minds naturally just want to go places and think about what we need to do for the day. And just, you know, so learning to quiet my mind, to spend time with Him and not try to accomplish anything in that time. Just spend time with Him. That's been really, really helpful for me. And I'm learning through that that, like, you know, He wants to spend time with me. He wants to meet me there. Um, and just daily reading the Word as well, getting that that daily bread. Um of the word has just been really good just saturate myself with the word every day
1: it's a choice mm-hmm. eric for you you're the oldest ascent student here you are an elder <laughs> at this church um, you've had an accomplished career and you have decided to literally be a student at ascent that's a choice
2: mm-hmm.
1: why'd you do that how did that happen for you why, why are you in our school as a student
2: well, if I go back to the beginning, right, because this started a couple of years ago for me. I mean, I have, again, I had a, a long career, 22 years, and um, I've been in the church for a lot of years consistently. You know, um, um, faithful showing up, bringing my family here. But these things, but I kept hearing a message of of that there's more, that, you know, I personally can have a relationship with, with, with God. I'm a call to do that. I can ascend the mountain and be uh, and be used for the kingdom. And I was so caught up in my work, and I had you know a few years of just wrestling and just feeling like I, you know, I, I know on this side of it, God just wouldn't allow me to have peace. So I finally had a place where I just stepped away from that, because I could not find those those make those changes on my own. And so my first year was about just submitting here um, and having people help me learn. Um, things that I had not done, you know, because I got a lot done in the program. I mean, you, you come in here 53 years, I've got a lot to deprogramming. So it just gave me a, a space to learn um, about some of the practices of silence and solitude that, that my prayer time mattered, my personal time worshiping mattered, not just with the Father on a Sunday. It had to happen across my lifetime. And so really it was um, submitting to a group of people. Um, a school that helped begin to deprogram me, and then I got a year of stepping back out, helping my wife and her business, seeing if I how do I apply that in normal life, not in the in the um, not in the structure of a school. Can I go back and repeat those, and will those be sustained? And unfortunately, they had. But then this year is about um, realizing that I have some things to give. You know, and a lot was pouring into me. I just felt this pull that it's. Um, I always remember something we read in the first year about we do all this for the sake of others. And so the first year was about very much about trying to build me up. And there's still more to do in my life, no doubt about that. Uh, but this year is about um, finding confidence and believing that I can sow in the life of other people. And so.
1: Which is the goal, right? Which is the goal. So at Bridgeway, we help people walk in friendship with God. And I believe that uh, Jesus Christ. Minute when he said Matthew twenty eight we should we should go and make disciples Mm -hmm. and here I do not believe that discipleship is only done through uh, teaching and resources I believe it's life on life yes I believe it's lowly contrite Sherpas helping other interested people in ascending the mountain of God and how to do that how to pray the Shema how to hear Him how to walk in community how to have a passion for the Word ultimately what we're doing here is raising disciples 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 that make disciples that make disciples that make disciples. And Morgan, I hope that you be patient with yourself this year (laughs) as God works in you and on you. Mm -hmm. And I encourage you to get out of the language of fix it. He ain't trying to fix you. He's not trying (laughs) to fix me. He's a good father. He wants to connect with us in the middle of our brokenness, wins, losses. Eric, I appreciate you being on the show today. For many of you watching Coach and Joe, uh, Coach and Joe feeds you uh, Mm -hmm. spiritually. I want you to consider asking the Holy Spirit how you can be a part financially of sowing into Coach and Joe um, click on the link below. Uh, God is growing, Coach and Joe. Uh, we look forward to continuing to, to craft the message for Coach and Joe and the audience. We really, we really see Coach and Joe as a large net that gathers people to various platforms at Bridgeway, which is uh, the table gathering. Right now we're doing 10 days of uh, prayer. We're going to be doing that quarterly. We're going to be moving forward with all that. Coach and Joe is like the net. It's, a, it's, a, it's marketing for Ascent. Perhaps you want to join Ascent online next year. Perhaps you want to come join Ascent in person. Um, get involved more and more with Coach and Joe, financially so into that, and let this be the place that helps get you more information on what Bridgeway Network is, who we are, and where we're going. I bless you in the name of Jesus that you would uh, develop a strong bond with God today. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Amen. amen.
1: Thanks for joining us
0: on Coach & Joe, a YouTube talk show and podcast that helps you walk in genuine friendship with God. Check out coachandjoe.com for epic merch, weekly blogs, and ways to help keep us up and running. We'll see you next time on Coach & Joe.